You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle, everyone. On today's Boom Tracker, I am joined, as always, by my brother and the other host of this show. You know him from many areas of the world, including Body Get a Bachelor. The future husband to Riley Jacks, Dallas Ham, what's up, Dallas? Hey, OJ Ho, what's up? Hey, what's up? I think for today's episode, um, we'll, we'll learn why in just a minute, but I think I'm going to go by Jay Homarui. Oh, okay, okay, I like it. Yes, sir, that, that's me. Uh, today, guys, Dallas and I have a really good show in store for you with some recent news in the recruiting world. We got some recruitments that we're going to be talking about, and um, Today, before we get into that, um, we're going to do a little bit of a recap of where we currently sit in the SEC basketball standings for the 2020 class. Um, Today, as of right now, we sit fifth in the 2020 class. Um, Dallas, are you uh, annoyed of Kentucky at all? Uh, That's uh, probably an understatement. Um, Yes. Man. Like, it just grops me. We can't, we just can't shake them off. We need a little fly swatter to just get off me. Well, I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that we can actually beat them now because, you know, for years and years upon years and years, we just could not seem to, to beat them. But now that we can beat them, you know, it's made things a little interesting. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for some big time news coming up. Who knows? Hopefully soon, you know, that's going to shift some momentum. Yeah, and, you know, it's been years and years and years since we've been able to beat them at all, really, but um, now we're able to beat them at home and on neutral courts. So next step, we kind of lost this opportunity this past weekend, but, um, you know, next step, we're going to beat them at Rupp next year. You heard it here first, folks. We got to beat them at Rupp sometime soon because that's getting – it's getting a little monotonous at this point. I'm like, you know, we can, like you say, we can win at home, but when are we going to start going to rough and getting a victory or two? Because this last time was, it was a good shot and good effort, but some things just didn't go our way, but it, it, it's all right. Well, like you say, it's coming. Yeah, man, with a lot of things in sports, it's, um, it's so hard to get yourself in a position and have an opportunity to uh, do something that you haven't done ever or in a long time and ha- just being in that spot and feeling so close to being able to do it, it makes it just, it's really tough. To, it's a tough pill to swallow knowing that, um, you know, it took so much effort just to get in that place. But um, like I said, though, 2021, Rupp Arena, Auburn will be victorious. So that's where I'm at. Um, you know, the reason why I asked, though, is because we're going to kind of recap 
these SEC standings really quick. And what do you know at the top of this list is Kentucky. First in the SEC, first nationally, they've got five stars. Terrence Clark, the number four player in the country. B.J. Boston, the number seven player in the country. And Devin Askew, another uh, top 10, top 15 guy out of the California powerhouse modern day headline in their class. And so unfortunately for us, um, they are still pursuing a few of the big names that we're after. And um, that's just one battle we don't want to have to to fight, but um, here we are. And like you said earlier, at least we're now kind of competing in basketball with Kentucky and uh, having our names mentioned in the same breath as Kentucky when it comes to SEC powers. So um, right behind uh, Kentucky, though, is Tennessee, the team that we will be squaring up against this weekend. And they are ranked second in the SEC, fifth nationally. They've got two st- two five-star absolute studs, Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson. LSU right behind them at third in the SEC, sixth nationally. You're going to kind of notice this, a little trend here. Um, Cameron Thomas um, out of Oak Hill Academy is the big name in, in LSU's class right now. Arkansas is, you know, we were able to snatch a, a big one from Arkansas and Chris Moore, but they are fourth right now in SEC, seventh nationally. Um, like I said, we are fifth in the SEC. Um, just, you know, right there, we've got five teams in the SEC in, you know, around, around the top 10 in the country in national standings. Dallas, like, what do you, what do you think about that? What does that, what does that sound like to you? What does that remind you of? I have a lot. I have a lot to say about this because, um, and I'm about to, uh, quite frankly, piss some people off. Um, Do it. But that's a, that's okay. I'm, that's what I'm here for. Um, first thing, let's talk about the top three teams in the SEC, and then we'll get to uh, the fourth and also Auburn sitting at five. But um, Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU. So first thing, let's start with the Kentucky faithful Big Blue Nation. Um, Coach Cal is probably the most overrated coach that I've ever seen in my life. Um, can recruit now, can recruit the lights out of a gym. Uh, and uh, pretty impressive what he's been able to do in the recruiting world, but only one national championship. And here's what I'm going to say, and, and people can disagree with me all they want. Um, just don't call me Skip Bayless and don't call me Colin Coward <laughs> because this is going to be a very hot, hot take. Rick Barnes is a better coach than uh, okay. Coach Cal. Okay. Um, and so, uh, my thing is, is Justin, how does Kentucky, um, with Coach Cal, not have more than one national championship? My um, goodness, that is that I is mean, the, my. the question for the for the for the ages. Like, how how do you not have more rings, more banners with what what you've had to work with? Like, it's that's incredible. I mean, my that's a gosh, great question. John Wall, Anthony Davis, those guys. I mean. You know, I mean, just how I mean, do you the, not? The list goes on. Like, he he has had so much talent around him. But, it, I mean, it, again, like, great question, honestly. How does how does he not have more championships with what he's had to work with? And it goes back to the fact that, you know, he's groomed all these guys to be one and done. Willie Cauley-Stein, you know, guys like that who were very good basketball players that didn't, you know, necessarily win a national championship. Um, there's been so many of them that have gone through Kentucky the past few years that he has been there. And they just, I don't know. It's just, they don't, 
put it together. I mean, Devin Booker, you see what he's doing in the NBA. He was groomed by Cal, but they're not winning national championships. But um, it's just yeah. – it blows my mind to recruit so well and only have one national championship. It goes back all the way to Memphis when he had Derrick Rose and, and lost the national championship with Derrick Rose. I mean, clearly the best team in the country, and they lost that national championship. So it just – I don't know. That that was the shot fired there today because I, I've always felt that way, and, you know, now was my time to say it. But um, Tennessee is going to be a really good program as well. Um, like I said, just said it, I think Rick Barnes is better than Coach Cal. I think, um, I think Coach Cal is probably the best recruiter, but, I mean, he doesn't really have to sell much. It's Kentucky, but um, Rick Barnes is a heck of a coach, and – what Tennessee has done over the past few years has been really impressive, much like what Auburn's done. Um, and I think that Tennessee is going to continue to, to be dominant on the recruiting trail with Barnes. He he does a good job, and uh, for them to be ranked second in our conference is not very shocking to me. Um, and then LSU, uh, Will Wade, uh, the, the bag, the con man that he uh, is. Um, he's a class he's just, actor. I don't know. It leaves a sour taste in my mouth with them, um, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not against LSU. I, I'm, I'm indifferent, um, but I just don't like Will Wade that much. I think he's a, a joke. But uh, to be to be fair, they're they're doing really well right now, and them sitting at third's also not shocking. He's done a pretty good job with their program as well. I mean, he he got Trendon Watford to come. Um, that way this past year and who knows how that ended up coming to fruition but it did um and you know you say you know guys like Cameron Thomas of Oak Hill Academy um is going to be their big big star coming in this season for them if if they're able to you know build around that it's going to be a good season for them next year especially if they can keep Watford on campus and and him and Thomas are going to probably have pretty good year next year together if that's the case and then then Arkansas sitting right ahead of Auburn Eric Musselman is a great coach as well and I like him a lot great coach um I think that he I think that he is a very sharp guy I like him a lot and you know again does not surprise me that he was able to come in there and turn that culture around and and start to recruit and get who he wanted in there um they they when they decided to go in the direction with him, I thought it was a great hire. I thought that they made a good choice there, and uh, it's proven to be, you know, a solid choice. And I think it's only going to continue to to do that because I think at this point the SEC has established themselves as one of the most dominant conferences, if not the most dominant conference all around in the country when in terms of basketball. Um, it's just like when somebody gets the boot, it's like these SEC schools are actually taking enough time to, to find somebody who's proven um, and, and who's going to turn their program around. And, and, you know, Alabama hired Nate Oates, and we're going to see within the next couple of years if he's able to really change the culture there. Um, this year it has not been, you know, successful. Um, they, they were able to come in, you know, and, and they beat Auburn at home and, uh, you know, Auburn beat them at, at Auburn Arena, but I, you know, it's just the culture of these programs when they hire a new coach. You want to see something different. 
and, and most of the teams now, it's not just Kentucky when people think about the SEC. They're thinking about Auburn and Tennessee and LSU, and now we're going to start talking about Arkansas more with Musselman. Um, and, and as far as Auburn goes, Auburn, you know, sitting at five, Auburn is one or two commitments away from skyrocketing in these rankings. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I think I've kind of said it. I might have misspoke um, with the first, the top five teams being top ten. Um, Auburn's sitting at eighteenth right now, but to feed off of what you were just saying, we're we're one recruit away from being a top ten, and uh, pro- possibly leapfrogging a couple of these other. SEC schools, and, and honestly, I think with the guys who we're going to talk about, with the addition of one or two of them, I think we're a top five um, class in the 2020 cycle. And one, co- I was going to, you know, we're halfway through the SEC recruiting rankings for 2020, um, and I was going to ask you, like Dallas, who are, you know, name your top three coaches in the SEC in basketball. And uh, honestly, I don't even think that that would do it. the SEC any justice or even, you know, just the, the level of competition from top to bottom, there is so much talent and there's so much, the coaching, the coaching is incredible. Like you talk about, you know, SEC football having, I mean, even the bottom feeders in SEC football, you know, like the, the Mississippi schools, Vanderbilt has a great football coach. Like it, it's just insane. And now basketball, we're kind of seeing the same thing. Like, like you're saying with um, Alabama getting Nate Oates, um, Musselman at Arkansas, you know, even some of these schools in, in the SEC who haven't had the most success. Buzz Williams last night at Texas A&M, he's going yeah. to do great things over there. Um, you know, SEC basketball right now is probably in the best shape that they've ever been in, and I, I don't see that changing really anytime soon. I think that, uh, I mean, like I said, like just, just the same way as in football, there's just the coaching is just on a completely – different level than um than any other school really or any other uh conference in the country i agree 100 percent. it's it's been a long time coming because you know most of the time we're watching the acc because of duke and north carolina um teams like louisville um you know notre dame has had some success too and and so just it's it's about that time for the sec to finally put it together I mean, you got you got Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt. Um, there's there's guys who just kind of get mixed, uh, lost in the mix because there's so many good ones. But I said I wasn't going to ask you, but I'm I'm going to ask you, Dallas. Top three SEC basketball coaches. Who you got? I think that's a. Uh, it, it's not tough, but it's a little tough. I'm not even going to put Cal in this conversation because we all okay. know the program he has. <laughs> Listen, that's not a shot at him at this point. It, it's just the truth. He's got a good program. Um, it's just he he recruits for the one and dones, and so I mean that's just how it is. And I mean that everybody knows that Kentucky fans know that. I don't have to, you know, sit here and tell them that they know that. So he's at this point really he's probably in a league of his own, and so I'll say that about him. But Top three, it's biased. Bruce Pearl, obviously, what he's done at Auburn is incredible. Um, nothing short of it. And uh, we have really benefited from him, so he's in the top three. Um, I think that Rick Barnes uh, is in the top three with the way he's been able to recruit and coach those guys the past few years, um, turn that program around. 
Um, and then at, at three, it gets a little hazy because there's several really good coaches. And, uh, you know, I don't know that you can just pinpoint that at this point, but I think Musselman is going to turn out to be really good. Buzz Williams uh, is probably going to really give everybody a run for their money by the time it's said and done. And, and also Mike White at Florida is, is a really sharp coach as well. Um, and so if you're asking me who rounds out that top three with all of those guys, um, really and truly it, it's a toss up, but I think at, at that third spot, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with, uh, probably, um, uh, it's a toss up, but, but I like, I like what Mike White's done at Florida. And I think that he's probably a, a safe bet for that third spot right now because he's been there long enough we've seen what he can do at florida and and so it it, he's one of those things where if he recruits good enough he's going to have a good ball team um and then we'll see about who rounds it out after that because we've still you know musselman's in his first year buzz is in his first year um you know if you're asking on likability i think everybody in in the sec would probably tell you frank martin's fantastic at south carolina um, but you're not asking about likability. You're asking about who the greatest coaches are in the conference. And, and again, I think that Cal's going to leave his own because of who he's been able to bring into town. And, and so let's just put him in, in a separate column. But uh, I would, that's probably who I would say. And like I said, just wait and see how some of these other coaches do because Bruce has been there long enough that he's been able to transform the culture. He's been able to transform the – way that Auburn basketball is played and, and who comes to play at Auburn. So he's he's recognizable at this point. And I think some of these other coaches like uh, Musselman and, and uh, you know, wh- whoever, uh, they're going to they're gonna be able to build their programs too. So they're only going to rise up. Awesome, man. I, I couldn't disagree. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, all those names – I mean, there's there's one guy who I don't like to give this school any credit for anything at all ever. But I mean, Tom Crean at Georgia, like there's there's some of the best coaching in the country in the SEC, and it just goes to show that um, it just means more in the SEC. But um, for the sake, and this doesn't have to do with uh, I'm not even taking likability into this, but my top three, I've got. Um, Number three, Frank Martin. He's just so consistent, tough. Like, that's what I want in a coach, like a tough, tough guy who's going to instill toughness in everyone. I'll go with number two for me. So Frank Martin, three. Number two for me, um, I think Mike White was a great call. I think he's probably, like, just outside the top three for me. Um, Because of his success at other schools in Nevada, I think I would go with Musselman second. And Bruce Pearl, my guy, Bruce, number one, like you, I'm not even going to bring up the coach from Kentucky. I'm not even going to, he's not, he's in a, he is in a different class. And so, you know, no disrespect to him, no disrespect to what he's done, but um, for the sake of our rankings, I'm just going to leave him out. Um, Anyway, let's get, you you know, I didn't even think about Tom Crean at Georgia. And and also another one I didn't think about who's fantastic is Kermit Davis at Ole Miss. I mean, those two alone you know just forgetting about them and then you think about them it's like this conference you know really is sharp and stack house at vanderbilt it's only getting better and and nate to be honest I, you know we hate alabama but nate oates wasn't a bad hire oh not at all i was i wasn't thrilled about it i was 
really pulling for uh, little Avery to continue over there for the next 10, 15 years. But anyway, we'll get back on uh, track with this rankings. Um, so the team from the Peach State, Tom Crean, the team that he coaches, um, they're in sixth place in the SEC. I think they're um, they might. I think they're twenty fourth in the country right now. Um, Florida rounds out the top half. Um, they've got uh, one of Cliff Omarui's teammates um, from Roselle Catholic in Roselle, New Jersey, Niels Lane. Um, which to me, Niels Lane, what a basketball name! That's that's a great name. The bottom half, we've got A and M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Alabama. Vanderbilt and Mizzou um, kind of rounding out the bottom half of the 2020 SEC basketball ranking. Um, tell you what, Dallas, this is uh, a little off subject. And the only news that I really have about Alabama basketball, I know we talked a little bit about Nate Oates, but um, hopefully going forward, we're not going to talk too much about them ever. Um, I sure am glad that Henry Ruggs III never laced up the basketball shoes for Alabama. For Alabama. Uh, his high school Highlight tape has gone viral over the last week, and with good reason. He's like becoming a legend overnight, and you know, never even played college basketball. But did you see his highlight tape? Yes, and to be fair, I'm glad I'm with you. I'm glad he's leaving, and I'll be glad when Jalen Waddle leaves too, because both of them are Lord have mercy. Well, and they're losing Judy, and so that's uh, that's some that's some talent they're losing there. But Waddle. He he was uh he was a torture this past Iron Bowl, but yes, yeah. Henry Ruggs is uh he's fast as lightning and yeah could really hoot on hardwood. Man, what a what a talented, just a freak athlete. Honestly, that that word I think over the last fifteen years has been used loosely when it comes to speaking about athletes. But man, Henry Ruggs is a freak of an athlete. All right, so. Before we get into some big news for the week, um, I want to just bring up and at least mention someone who, to me, has kind of been off the radar, but he's a name who we could potentially be talking a lot about, and that is Keandre Montgomery. He's the number one recruit from the state of Mississippi. He's a 6'6 small forward from Forest Hill High School in Jackson. Um, he's warm on Auburn. He's the number 176 player in the country. Uh, three-star guy with a lot of talent and scoring ability. He has Auburn, Clemson, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Seton Hall. Still pretty high on his list. He's a really good finisher. He's great in transition. He has a very calm presence on the court. It seems like the high school game, at least, has really slowed down for him, and he's able to process things really quickly, which, um, you know, it's a completely different level of competition, but it seems that he's very comfortable um, on the court right now. Um, so we're going to follow him a little closer over the next five, six weeks and um, see how some of these other dominoes start to fall in place in the recruiting world and see if that has any impact on Keandre. Um, yeah, the- I think he, he really is a – he's a sharp guy. Um, he's one of those players who fits the bill of – you know, you go to a school to be coached, and he has the opportunity to go to a school, um, and you named those schools, Auburn, Clemson, Mississippi State, Ole Miss under Kermit Davis, and a school like Seton Hall, who's really successful uh, with their basketball program. He's somebody who can be coached and and can become special. Absolutely. So, um, 
This week we've had some pretty big news. Um, nothing, nothing, uh, no signatures being signed or anything like that, but some really big news about the guy who I think nobody says his name better than you. Who are we talking about, Dallas? Mr. Uh, Cliff Omarui. Omarui. I, I can't, I love that name. It's such a good name. So he recently cut Kentucky from his final list of schools and now has an official top three that he will be considering and will come to a decision on in the near future. So um, his top three goes as followed, Arizona State, Rutgers, and Auburn University. It's really, really big um, to be in his top three. He's the number one, number 41 player in the country. And I think he would be a great compliment to Sharif Cooper and this 2020 team. Um, a little bit about Cliff. We've talked about him before, but he's extremely tough. He's very powerful down low. Um, to me, he doesn't have the build that Austin Wiley has, but I think that um, he's, I think that he could have very similar production. Um, and we've gotten used to that over the last few years. So this, I don't think it's something that we're ready to just give up on and not have that, that guy down low. So I think that he could um, fill that role. He's a very good defender. He protects the paint. He's very long. Um, I don't have his official wingspan down here, but I would imagine his wingspan has got to be at least at least seven feet. Probably something like seven two, seven three. Probably, yeah. I, I would I would think so. He's super super long, super lean guy. So yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be afraid to go on record and say that if I were you. Yeah, um, and just really good size. Um, I think that he's got some room to improve on the offensive side of the ball. He's, his handles aren't quite there yet, but uh, not a knock here, but Austin Wiley hasn't had the best hands in the world. Um, anyway, his size, though, he's got elite size, and I think that's something that will help him a tremendous amount in his development and growth. He's not, to me, he doesn't project quite um, as a lottery pick in the 2021 draft, but with a huge freshman season, he's another guy who could very well be professionally playing professionally with just a year of collegiate play under his belt. Yeah. I think that, you know, with Cliff, he is one of the ones that if he decides to put ink to paper and sign with Auburn, that that's one of those that's going to boost us up in the rankings. Um, how far, I don't really know. He's a top 50 player, so it should boost us up a pretty good bit. Um, He's one of the two out there right now that – and there's there's three or four of them, but you just don't really know at this point what's going to happen. But um, two in particular, and he's one of them, that if they put the pen to the paper and say, I'm coming to play for Bruce Pearl at Auburn, that Auburn's going to kind of shoot up and we're going to probably jump LSU and Tennessee. Yep, I would agree with that, definitely. Most crystal balls right now have – I think actually all crystal balls, 100% of them have um, Cliff going to play in the desert, my uh, my hometown where I grew up, where I went to school, um, playing for Bobby Hurley at Arizona State. Um, you know, as we always say on this show, though, don't ever, don't ever count Bruce Pearl out. Bobby Hurley, um, he's doing some really big things at ASU, and it's really no wonder why he's starting to get some of the best players in the country considering playing there. ASU, Arizona State, for those of you who don't know, 
a great campus, a, a, a very good school. It's warm all basketball season. It's warm all year round, but basketball season in particular, like you, I, I'm from Phoenix. I've had pool parties on Christmas because it's 85 and sunny. Um, a lot of perks to being in Tempe, especially for a 19-year-old male. Um, obviously, with uh, Rutgers also still in the mix, being in his top three, we've got some work to do to try and prime away. And um, it's been a pretty interesting – to me, this is like one of the most interesting recruitments that um, – whether it's basketball, baseball, football, his top three schools right now are all like – they've got to be a 1,000 miles away from each other, New Jersey, Arizona, and Alabama – um, I don't know if that hurts us. I don't know if that helps us. And to me, I don't know. That's just that's just something that's uh, really stuck out to me that I don't think being playing at home is not like a huge deal for him. I think that, you know, he's, he's shown some some interesting things. But um, what it says to me is that Bruce Pearl and staff have been able to recruit nationally and players all over the country are able are, are seeing what we've got going on here in Auburn. Next. Yeah, it's uh, like magic. Absolutely. That pearl magic, the magic pearl. Um, next up, Dallas, Greg Brown. Um, he's got a top five. What do you, what do you got on Greg Brown for us? Well, Gregory Brown, um, Gregory, the, the Gregory Brown, uh, Auburn is in this thing, Justin. I, I, I think that, you know, hometown, hometown team, Texas, um, university of Texas. I just, I have a hard time really i know it i know it's home i know it's close to home i would have a hard time seeing this come to light and it could um it could happen where he he wants to stay at home but really and truly what shaka smart has done at texas has not just been the most impressive thing it's like we were talking about on last episode you know i I had a hard time seeing greg brown going there when you know their student section was just a barren wasteland really like a few minutes before tip-off. And, I mean, it's just the culture there right now is not as good as they thought it was going to be when they hired Shaka Smart. And to me, that plays well for for Auburn because – and everybody's different. If I was a recruit, hey, I would want to go somewhere that was going to – basically, as as all the young whippersnappers say, somewhere where it's lit, you know? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, and Auburn, Auburn has that. Yes, we do. We won't talk about any streaks being snapped um, as far as playing in Auburn, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough it's uh, a tough one for me right now to talk about. But um, yeah, Shaka Smart has not he's un- underperformed and underwhelmed in his time in Austin. But um, you know they did have a, a nice little bounce back game this past weekend um, in the last week against uh, Texas Tech, but. I don't know. I don't know if I see a ten player in the country wanting to settle for mediocre and being a, on a, on a bubble team. To me, I don't know. I don't know if I see it. But uh, at the same time, I know that those Texas boys there they love Texas. They don't. They you know that's a different country, and that's where they're from. They don't want to go out of the country to play. So I don't know. It's still uh, still a toss up for me on him. Well, and then then you got you know teams like Memphis and Michigan who have coaches who are very very notorious in the world of basketball. You know, at, at Michigan you have Jawan Howard, a, a member of the original Fab Five at Michigan, and they hired him. And 
I mean, honestly, looking on the outside in, that was a home run for Michigan um, and could pay off in the future. Um, and then at Memphis, uh, Penny Hardaway, I mean, just uh, just a home run hire there too, um, which I, I've gone on record on this show to say Penny's going to get them in trouble before it's all said and done. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for them for that. But uh, well, the jury's still out on that one. But just two two teams with some very recognizable coaches and uh just gotta gotta never count them out but i i think auburn like you say we're in the top five we've got it we've got a shot just like they do yeah i i love i love the way that you uh went went about saying those things i was i, I like that i was very very eloquent um greg brown is he'll be signing he'll be committing um not signing he'll be committing in April, somewhere around April 15th, maybe towards the end of the month, um, towards the late signing period for college basketball. So we should see some movement um, on him and really a lot of these guys within the next, like I think I said it earlier, like five to six weeks, we're going to see some some uh, some changes. We're going to see some, some stuff. But Greg Brown is a very talented player, and he's a guy who's going to be you know, playing in the NBA in the fall of 2021. So we wish him the best. We hope that he makes the best decision for himself. And we hope the best decision for him is Auburn. And that brings us to another color, um, a little, little more pleasant of a color. And that is green. And by that, I'm talking about Jalen Green. So this is probably going to be the most exciting recruitment to watch over the next month or month and a half or so. Um, Auburn is still the crystal ball leader for Jalen. He's the number three player in the country, five-star guy, obviously. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on our last episode or not, but the 247 Sports, 24-7 Sports Director of Basketball Scouting has also moved his prediction for Jalen to Auburn. And that's really, really big. This guy, Dallas, come on. This guy is pretty much what you and I go to sleep every night trying to emulate and be able to forecast the way he does. That's a joke. But seriously, he knows his stuff. And uh, I, I go to bed actually every night trying to be Dallas Ham. But um, this guy knows his stuff. And if he's hearing that stuff, if that's what he's feeling right now, that's that's tremendous news as far as uh, it goes for us with Jalen's recruitment because this guy's got a lot of inside information. Um, Jalen – Earlier, uh, I guess it was late in 2019, was um, you know thought to have a Christmas Day decision set up, but he's pushed that back. And along with uh, Greg Brown and Cliff Amarui, I think that their decisions will come sometime in mid-April. They call it March Madness, and that's fine. But in the recruiting world, the world that we live in, April can be just as chaotic. Oh, yeah, it can. Uh, uh, you know, it takes a lot to be me, Justin. Uh, just it does, gotta, man. Got to get up in every day and grind. And uh, but uh, no, uh, that was very kind of you to say. But you know, just uh, it's it's on the opposite end, man. I, I wake up every day and try to be like uh, Justin Homerui. And uh, hey. you know, it's it's just uh, it's just the grind every day. And uh, but in all seriousness, you know, Jalen Green to Auburn is is probably looking like that's going to happen. Um, and it's just a matter of time. It's a waiting game at this point. Uh, he's already said he wants to go to college. He uh, he doesn't want to go anywhere and do anything else. He wants the college experience, and so 
uh, it's looking like the the Jalen Green to Auburn is is actually going to probably take place. It's just like we've talked about. It's it's just a waiting game, much like it was with Sharif Cooper, and uh, we're just gonna have to wait. Now, I, I like the sound of that, man, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it coming from such a stand-up gentleman like yourself. Um, so Dallas, we've talked about three guys, we've talked about four guys, but uh, the three big ones. Let me hear your crystal ball predictions. We've got a few minutes left in the show. Um, give me your crystal ball on Cliff, Greg, and Jalen. Uh, I like I like Jalen to Auburn. Um, I think that's been settled by the both of us. Um, and and I like to be to be honest, I like Cliff Omarui to Auburn as well. Um, I think that Arizona State is going to be the one that's going to play out the toughest here uh, with Auburn and then followed by Rutgers. But um, with Rutgers being the home team here, uh, and he's really heavy contemplating ASU, I think Auburn's got just as good of a shot. And uh, distance-wise, um, I, I like our chances. So I'm, I'm, I'm going crystal ball to Auburn with Cliff. And then on Greg Brown, um, I really, from what, just what I know and, and what I'm feeling in my heart, I've got Greg Brown crystal ball into Texas. Okay, I for, I for the most part I agree with you, and um, we're we're actually we we're kind of working on uh, trademarking this idea. But um, Dallas and I have got a new system. Uh, we're kind of moving away from the two four seven format, and we are um, we are now predicting out uh, platinum eggs. So my platinum egg for Cliff. I see him just with just with over the last week. There's been some serious momentum at Arizona State with Bobby Hurley. I've got Cliff going to Arizona State. Uh, Greg Brown, like I said, he's he doesn't want to leave the country of Texas. So I think that uh, I think I've got Greg Brown at Texas right now, and Jalen Green at Auburn. So I've got us with two five stars. You've got us with three. Um, those would be three future lottery picks. Three of um, the top recruits in Auburn history, two of them at least would be the top two uh, recruits in Auburn history, which to me, that would give us some huge momentum, obviously for the 2020 class, but also leading forward into the 2021 class. Dallas, what else you got for us? Real quick before we get, before we get gone, the season's about to wrap up. Who's your SEC Player of the Year? My SEC Player of the Year is got to be IQ Emmanuel quickly. That dude has just, I think that when it comes to voting, there's going to be some uh, Kentucky players who kind of pick, uh, get some of the votes that kind of, uh, you know, take away from each other. But um, Emmanuel quickly has been just, I, I think that that's who I've got for my SEC player. Who you got? I like it. I'm going Reggie Perry at Mississippi State. Dude, ah, good one. Good one. Double, double machine out there. Good for him in Starkville, man. That's awesome. Well, Dallas, unless you've got anything else, I think that is it. Um, we'll keep our eyes open and our ears open, as we always do, and report to you, good folks, with any news that we find out. And until then, and forever, and always, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, 
SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?